Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. This is the Sound of Succession podcast with Jamie Eastan. Chris Bender is part of the Dragon Cast series where we talk about the best TV shows in the world. HBO, please don't sue us. You know what to do? Like and subscribe. Ah, fuck off. It's a Monday. It is uh, April. You know what that means? It means it's the sound of succession. Uh, my goodness me, what an episode. I am Jamie East. <laughs> and I'm Chris Mandel. Uh, I long live the king and the yeah. other king. And me, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? Oh, that's my. There were so many delicious lines in this. Great um, lines. Um, really good episode after last week, you know, feels like a long time since Logan's been alive, doesn't it? It's yeah. If, I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm, it's taken a while to get to even get my head around the fact that this is like, that this season is like daily, that it's, that it's almost yeah. in real time, that it's like, it's like Jack Bauer. Um, it's, it's quite a, an interesting choice um, because somebody reminded me in the week that on the first episode uh, of this season, the election is 10 days away. Right, and it's only so taken now, me to realise that the finale is going to be the election. Well, the election plus also um, the uh, the the actual succession decision. I think they mm. said the interim. There was a, there was a, there was there was a line in there somewhere. Just going through my notes, where they're mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, this is the interim," um, and then in a, then in a week, six to ten days, I think they said. Um, the, the the actual board will decide apparently i thought that yeah was, you know. yeah so it's a very interesting um decision i don't really i don't know why they're doing that but maybe it's just a, a stylistic choice but it's very effective because i think it feels like one long storyline yeah, you know no one's amazing. really getting left out no I mean, one's... what a binge this would be if you were like binging oh this season God. would just be like i know somebody who is waiting for like five or six episodes to have come out and then they're going to do it in like, like they're going to do four or five at a time. A fucking and I just thought after last week, I was, yeah. I was after last week, I was like, you really want to try avoiding spoilers? Good luck. Um, one thing, I don't know if you remember when we were recording, I think recording last week's, we had an email in. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have chance to read this email out. And to Tracy Goodwin Bristow, I, I'm so sorry I didn't get a chance to read this email out because you sent an email um, with a with a question 
to us. Um, and holy shit, you are bang on. Let me read this out. This was dated the 10th of April. So this was a 10 to 9. seven days ago. Just before, just before, um, well, just after season, uh, episode three had aired. Um, I just listened to the Your Sound of Succession episode three and wondered if you'd noticed that Shiv turns down any alcoholic drink offered to her. Uh, it made me think, as in a previous con- podcast, Jamie had mentioned Shiv being pregnant may bring her and Tom back together. Any thoughts? Um, do you know, and, and the first thing we learned from this episode, Shiv is not only pregnant, she's a lot pregnant. Um, yeah. Uh, can go, well done, Tracy. Well spotted. That was a good sleuthing. I've had a few people kind of like, we, I mean, we've even discussed, you know, oh, the pregnancy, what, what happened to that storyline. That And, and storylines don't tend to get dropped on succession. You know, there aren't no. very many loose ends. Um, but well done on noticing Shiv turning down the, the, the alcoholic drinks. I hadn't noticed that. I hadn't really, noticed really that. well observed. I, yeah. I didn't notice that at all. But yeah, we finally got confirmation Shiv is pregnant. And um, so... And the, the finale of season three was when Shiv and Tom were talking about it. There was a, there was a sidebar going mm-hmm. on about uh, freezing eggs, I think. Yes. Yeah. That we've learned. I'm just kind of like trying to get a rough kind of timeline on the go here. She They called from her, her doctor, her whatever rich people have, pregnancy doctors, yeah. um, Said that she was shortly shortly coming up to her twenty week scan, or the the next time that they maybe, would. Yeah, they'd, so we'll be in touch to arrange your twenty week scan. So likelihood is that this is her twelve week kind of confirmation mm-hmm. everything's fine kind of thing, which is what um, which is what ladies get. Uh, so, and we know that this was like three months. This is like about three months after the events of yeah. season three, so. They clearly they didn't freeze the eggs. They didn't go through that. They were they were having sex. So so yeah, well, she was having sex with someone. Oh, don't throw that one in the mix. No, I think it is Tom's. I think they I think they had. It's too delicious a storyline for it not to be Tom's. Yes, but it's also with the day per episode rollout. It's never going to like yeah. go where. You would imagine it would, if this was a show that ran for seven seasons, for example, this would be like, yeah, you know, and unless obviously, you, unless unless that that dude that she was sleeping with before, who was who was on the presidential yeah. campaign team, is still in the in the mix somehow. Well, I'm sure that guy. I think he's. Oh God, what is his name? Uh, I'm uh. sure he was in the trailer. <gasps> but I haven't. As not as an unverified as an unverified tidbit, I'm just sure wow. I saw him in. Something. Look at Chris Mandel getting all Tracy Goodwin Bristow on her ass with his predictions. That that could, be, um, yeah, yeah. So we found out she was pregnant. Obviously, she looked thrilled, <laughs> delighted. Like you know, I think for of, women in succession, they are just one notch down from women in Game of Thrones in terms of processing pregnancy as a good thing. Yes. Uh, and yeah, we also saw. I just had to kind of pick up on the tumble she took in the shiny flawed uh, mm. townhouse of Logan Roy towards yeah. the end, which yeah. doesn't seem like it wouldn't be in there for any other reason than to highlight how re- ejected she's getting from the building, essentially, and the family. But also, yeah. you know, that could be that could be a problem. And yeah. that could be what brings her and Tom closer together. Um, Possibly. Yeah. No. OK, so, so let's let's go back. I mean, 24 hours is a long time in succession land because. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I mean, 
he is dead, you know. I mean, I heard so much discourse this week about, oh, I don't think he's dead. It's like, oh, come on. Mm. He's, he's, he's fucking dead. Okay, Logan Roy is gone. He's out of there. His body is cold. Or yeah. only just, though. Um, now, it, I, I've, I've not really been that close to the, this kind of situation for a long time. And, you know, my grandmothers and your grandparents, stuff like that. You know, there is, there's a lot of procedure around mm. a death which is like an unfortunate part of adulting is that is that if you're if you're next of kin or if you're like really close to kin you've got a limited you've got a limited window with which to kind of be shocked and and broken before you have got to pause that and just mm-hmm. get on with the stuff and i think that's what we saw here was a really good example of that and honestly a heightened example of that because from Kendall looking kendall looked absolutely fucked at the beginning didn't he and i watched yeah. that i thought i bet you jeremy strong made himself stay up all night specifically for that two second shot yeah i think jeremy strong adopted a puppy grew to love the puppy and Strangled then let the puppy, the puppy die of uh, heart problems <laughs> just to get into the mindset of someone who was going through that yeah we got this beautiful establishing montage of the three siblings going about their day that's where we find out that shiv is pregnant we see roman and ken brushing their teeth, getting ready. But yeah, Ken is in his sad boy era. Um, And I think what the episode was so good at highlighting was that for them, they have to process the loss of their father and their boss and the board and, you know, Jerry, Frank, whomever, they're just dealing with a business. uh, Yeah, there's very little little affection, very little uh, emotion from anyone except the three kids. Yeah, and so it's interesting because they might be feeling close to their father and they might be feeling like he did love them, but that is actually dragging them down from being able to see what they need to do as the benefactors, as the board members or whatever. So um, great to see Marsha back. Where's she been? I mean, she's been shopping in Milan, but clearly not forever as uh, Kerry, uh, how the mighty have fallen. We'll get on to... uh, Get on to Kerry later. We will get on to Kerry later. Uh, I will say nothing more about that. little Mm -hmm. surprise for the... the, And, but, you know, Marsha, like, people wrote her out. It was like, she's estranged. And she said in the episode, we found out they've been having daily calls. Yeah, so this was fucking great. I mean, I took that to be bullshit. Just absolute, oh my god! Yeah, just solid gold, grade A yeah. bollocks. Yeah, she's got Intimate no more skin in the game night. than Greg, except on paper. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the thing that's so great is that you've got she's got ink, ink dried ink on a lot of stuff, mm. and this is this whole episode was like, look, uh, we're all so headless that we're going to take an underlined name on a piece of paper. Is it an underline? Is it a cross out? We will debate it until the end of time because that's all we've got to go on. Yeah. And Marsha has a ring. She's got a ring on it. She's got like certificates. She owns, she owns the townhouse now. The law is on her side. Yeah. And she's like, who are you going to believe in a contesting, a a contesting of any of this? Me or the hysterical woman whose bag is just split open and is full of pills. Like, yeah. She's she's played a blinder, and I think like uh, yeah, I you love can't help just... but draw parallels with, with like you know in the past week there's but there was a fantastic Vanity Fair which I saw which you you uh, you highlighted on um, on Twitter the Rupert Murdoch um, yeah kind of uh, feature there was the was made for such 
such great reading, even apart from the tidbits where in, in his divorce settlement with Jerry Hall, he forbade her from speaking to the succession writers, which is just like... In case I mean, they, yeah. it's like learning that Prince Harry's been in touch with Netflix to comment on The Crown, isn't it? It's like, it's like oh, they fucking love yeah. it. Um, it's the new cover story for VanityFair.com. It's online yeah. and it's this huge long read about Rupert Murdoch's empire. And honestly, you will read it and I strongly suggest anyone reads it this week. You will read it and think, like, it's it's like stranger than fiction. Yeah, Some of the details 100%. about like dumping his hygienist uh, fiance after <laughs> two weeks because and she, she because that she Carlson was, too... was a messenger from God. Yeah, so so <laughs> Murdoch gets rid of Jerry Hall over email. Yeah, text. well, this is my point. This is my point. This is why it's like with, with we saw with Marsha. This is why. In in this Vanity Fair piece, Jerry Hall married uh, married to to Rupert Murdoch for five years, I think, mm, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. A few years, yeah, not a long space of time, but but enough time. Um, divorced by email, paper trail straight away. My New York, my New York lawyer will be in touch with your people within the week. Mm-hmm. So, so it's done. Right. It's done. It's cut. It's gone. It's over. But to avoid. A Marsha situation, yeah. Whereby they're separated, she's just fucked off. Yeah. Oh, she's out of the picture. I'm just yeah. going to screw Kerry for a bit. Oh God, yeah. I'm dead now. Marsha is flogging the house to Kendall, yeah, and you have to Connor. assume you have to assume that he divorced her because he was like, the end is nigh, and you can't. I don't want you inheriting everything. Exactly. Exactly, right. which is why also like like the hygienist, which is just like, oh, I've made yeah. a dreadful mistake. <laughs> the hygienist story is great though because. It was Jerry wasn't concerned. Jerry Jerry Hall wasn't concerned because Murdoch was going to meet her for a routine polish like twice a month. Twice a month, <laughs> exactly. In the like, just like it, oh, but it was he wonderful. has false, he'll have false teeth though at, at that age. You don't need a hygienist if you've got just send them you've off. Got false teeth. There must be like a yeah. There you must come in like a like a DPD <laughs> kind of like parcel bag. You can just like you don't get them. You know you just you just shove those dentures in the dishwasher like everyone else. Put them on a high heat and they're good as new. Have I told you? Have I told? Hang on. Pause. Have I told you the Richard Desmond story? No. So, so speaking of of media billionaires and dishwashers on high very very quickly sorry about this uh, succession listen we'll get to this this is my uh, rambling anecdote for the episode um legend has it right mm. heavily inverted commas don't sue Airports. me richard desmond legend has it when richard desmond bought channel five uh back in the day uh when he was still he's the proprietor of the express and and, and all of those all of those kind of papers um and also he owned television x yeah and uh, several adult uh uh tv channels the day after they merged it all together so channel five all of a sudden became part of the same family as as like television x and babe station all these kind of like legend has it right that on the morning uh of the first time they're all together the staff turned up for the channel four the channel five news kind of like morning which starts at like three in the morning four in the morning get there the runner goes to the dishwasher to get some coffee mugs out opens it and it's just full of dildos flapping in the steam that the uh, that the models had put on put on a hot wash oh after the shift <laughs> anyway i don't that know if that's it's, it's like one of my favorite media stories i like to think it's true 
please confirm or deny Richard Desmond. And there's someone's someone's good mug in and amongst all exactly. of those. World's, right? world's like, greatest oh. dad. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. But yeah, the, the, this is the thing about Succession that's so great is that there's all this ludicrousness and it's quite high high camp sometimes just how silly all of this is. And then you see a story like the Murdoch story and you're like, it's even sillier in real life. Yeah. So hats off because, uh, anyway, so. So Marsha's back. The whole thing mainly takes. We spoke intimately. Intimately. Yeah. She's, she played a blinder. We'd love that for her. Yeah. Um, And she's still got a board seat. I think her son has one as well. That was a big thing in season yes, one that right. she hasn't yeah, I don't yeah. even know if he's been in it that much but anyway and we spend most of the episode it's like a wake and an open house but also a business meeting and he's not seen but we hear that Jared Menken the uh, the, the neo-nazi political candidate also comes yeah there's a such a conflation of uh, of everyone's interests now yeah. there is one detail in this episode early-ish on yeah. that I want to flag before I forget, okay. because I think it speaks to something I mentioned last week. Oh, okay. Cousin Greg yes. mentions his grandfather, who's yes. going to be flying over yes. for the vote. Yes. So that guy's always kicking off, always I thought, see, I got it wrong. I, I take that, but I apologise. I thought he'd got rid and I thought he'd sold out. He sold his fortune. To, he uh, gave it and then he gave it to Greenpeace. But he still kept his board seat. But he's got his board seat. Right, I, I, mean, I thought he'd sold it to Logan and just kind of like yeah. buy me out kind of thing. Oh, fucking great. So, so Greg, we still sort of talked about Greg last week about him getting a bit of a shit time. And mm. he got really, I just thought they were all so mean to him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it just feels like there's got to be some kind of up upward climb after this because his grandfather's got a board seat i just sort of wonder if he's gonna bequeath it or i don't know if you can do that but like greg is gonna have way more saying power than anyone thinks well yeah i mean greg was a bit of a nasty little shit in this episode i mean it just they could have called this episode true colors because it really did bring i think you saw a lot of truth in this episode, and you saw what people really felt and really thought, you know, yeah. Tom and Greg have gone from being these kind of like comedy kind of sidekick characters to Logan to, to really floundering, really. And, and it must have been a tricky one for the writers because it's kind of like, what do you do with these two characters who now, who kind of, I think, was it Shiv who said it to Greg or Roman that said it to Greg? Are oh, you back to, or, or Shiv that said it to Tom, wasn't it? Are oh, you back the wrong horse? You back the dead horse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was. And um, Frank also. Oh, I Carl, always get them mixed up. Carl. I mean, Carl, Carl and Frank. Yeah. Carl, uh, Carl's speech to Tom was. Given this real dressing down. Just brutal. Under just the guise brutal. of. This is what someone might say. And it's like. Say, you are. Your only link here is that the dead boss is. You're the, you're the ex-husband of the dead boss's daughter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Here's yeah. my thing, though, about Tom. Because he actually... The the, um, the Greek chorus, as I kind of call the the Jerry, Carl, Frank, yeah, 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 Tom. Yeah. Who all they had their moment him, to shine this week. They all go in this side room to figure out what they're going to do. And Tom genuinely throws his hat in the ring as being, like, CEO, COO, whatever. Yeah. He has to be delusional to think that he is even capable of doing five percent of the job because at this point he's co 
head of a news network. And yeah. he's been doing that for about three months. And it's just interesting to me that, like, obviously, I think they all get a bit drunk or maybe better to say a bit high on their own supply. Mm. And the closer they get to power, the more dizzy they get by it. And they get a bit like, you know, they believe their own bullshit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he could take a really senior exec director job, an SVP job within yeah. this huge conglomerate, yeah. make and just half a million a year. Yeah, yeah. And just, but he's so interesting that I guess maybe when you thought you were in the ear of the king and he goes, you're kind of like, trying to just maybe maybe he thinks he's better at this than he is well maybe they don't really thinks, understand this they don't really know what their standing is in the world anymore i mean yeah. the fact that greg even thought that he was i mean that's one of my that was my favorite moment oh, of the deputy, whole episode yes that's yeah, my yeah. favorite moment frank's frank's uh, kind of like laugh in that uh, was just the most sublime kind of like yeah good one kid and yeah, if, you, yeah. if you go back and watch that bit again which i have many times you'll see that jerry breaks i think oh really yeah oh, that's a good detail if you look over um if you look over roman's shoulder i think you'll see she's, she's slightly out of focus you can see her crack up because it, it was such a just genuine kind of like fucking frank's laugh was just brilliant there but i th- i think i i think that they all every, without without exception i don't think there was i can't think of apart from marcia there wasn't one person who at, the, who at some point in this episode didn't go, I think it should be me. Yeah. Just to see if they get shouted down, you know. Yeah. This is the this is the, the hysteria window where it's like, who knows? You've got to... And, and Ken said last episode, look, the next 48 hours or whatever, the next week is going to decide our legacy. Mm. All these people are just like, I've got to, I've got to try. Everyone does... It's it worth seems a shot. Very, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I just, like, the, the oxygen's running out in the room or, like, they're all just kind of like, well, what if what if we just do something, you know? Yeah. Um, but they're, think- all, they're, they're all, it's, they're all bringing up things that they've thought as well for a long, yes. long time. You know, Lots like, of resentments, lots of yeah. nitpicking. Carl kind of throwing his hat in the ring and Jerry going, and yeah, you, you're a brilliant COO, uh, Carl. What you did in the 90s was just like, just such a, just such a passive aggressive yeah. thing to say it was great. And know? then what, who, which is the fellow that was like, look, I, I've, I'm half in on a Greek island with my stepbrother. That was, like, that was I, Carl. I want, that was Carl. I want out. <laughs> it was kind of like half in on a Greek island. I need this deal to, can you remember, <laughs> my this, brother is, this is what I'm was talking yeah, just, about. Yeah. The level that this is at, we're in buy an island territory. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I just want to, I, just want to do a food shop at Waitrose once in a while. You know, I felt get, for Hugo. Hugo's fucked. You know, he's just, Hugo's thing. This is fascinating. So, so yeah, let's go through that. So, so his, as Kendall his, walked into the building, you heard you overheard yeah. Kendall on uh, Hugo on the phone. Uh, what was he saying? He was kind of like saying, um, "Fuck me in the ass." With the it was like on. it was like yeah, to Juliet, you fuck me in the ass. That was it. And he was just like, "Oh, something's gone wrong there." And and it turns out Hugo's been a bit naughty. So at some point in episode three, Hugo spoke to his sister, was it? Estranged. Oh, I thought it was his step... Was it his, not his stepdaughter? Step, stepdaughter. His estranged stepdaughter. He'd obviously texted, texted someone saying, sell your fucking shares now, whilst, whilst CPR was still going on. While which, the phone was still in the clogged toilet, as which, we learned. Exactly. <laughs> which morally is suspect... Uh, as it is but but from a business corporate point of view that is a huge no-no 
That's, that's inside P- trading, that's right? Morgan. That's fraud. Yeah, it's fraud. Yeah. It's inside trading. It's <laughs> it's the biggest, biggest no-no ever. Although, it must be so fucking tempting. It's, it's I mean, it, but but it must be. It must be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like your human instinct is kind of like, well, fuck. You know, it's like, but, oh, no, you're not allowed to do that. You've got to go yeah. down with the ship, I'm afraid. You know, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Well, I thought it was fascinating because we hear him over, overhear him talking. And it's such, it's kind of clever because Ken doesn't really twig something's up mm. because he doesn't know who he's talking to. Yeah. And I think what is really clever about these lower level lieutenants is that they're so insignificant to the Roys that we don't even know anything about. We're like, Juliet, is it his sister? Is it his wife? Is yeah. it his daughter? Is it his grandma? So it's really clever because you sort of go, oh, this is either like personal drama or corporate drama. Yeah, and yeah, it turns yeah. out it's yeah. both. So he, yeah. But am I right in thinking he sort of texted her going, sell, 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 call you later or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's shocked that she's now sold them. I think- Or is he just realising the optics are terrible. I think he's realised the optics and also that there's a potential that it might come out. I think because 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 all of these things will get analysed and people will, mm. people will be looking for stuff like that. You can guarantee if and when Rupert Murdoch uh, or, or someone like that does... Everyone will be looking at that and seeing yeah. the, the markets. The, the markets will will know because it would be a sizable amount of shares. It yeah. wouldn't be just like a day, you know, like your dad on his trading app with his with yeah. his two hundred quid's worth of Apple shares. His one Apple yeah. share. It yeah. would be, you know, that's that would have been like twenty years worth of bonuses in the form of equity that would have been yeah. offloaded. So we're talking like. Millions. You're talking millions and millions and millions of dollars. Because also, like, if she sold before, you know, we saw last episode, it plummeted once it was announced that he was dead. If, like, if there was a tiny blip before that where someone had offloaded, like, because, look at it this way, the Matheson deal was on the brink of being completed, which would have made every shareholder a fortune. And now... Because if you look the at... The company's worth less. The yeah. deal... Is this why Twitter. the deal is so, on so the to, rocks? To, to, anyone to anyone that's interested, it is really fascinating. Take yeah. Twitter is probably the latest example of that. If Elon Musk had died on his way to the Twitter HQ with his sink, when he did that mm. hilarious gag, mm. yeah. Um, but Jack Dorsey's relative had gone f- and heard about that before anybody else and sold all her stock, that would have meant that she'd have sold it and made, and at least wouldn't have made a shitload of money, depending on what price she bought it at, but would have avoided the crash. So right, that's yeah. what that's what happened. It's hugely illegal. It's hugely, um, like, dodge, because it's unfair market advantage, which nobody is supposed to have. And he goes to Kendall quite earnestly to say, oh, I'm in a bit of a pickle here like yeah. help me out and ken kind of just doesn't really he goes all right and he it, it's ken is i thought quite good in that scene where he's like not not really in the business of giving anyone a shovel to get out of a fucking grave no also that. but also doesn't know how much hugo knows about his own uh problems so, so he's he's yeah. in a problem as well so but by the end of the episode which we'll kind of get to in more detail ken uses that fact that he's indebted yeah. to him to go I want you to do this dirty work off yeah. the record off yeah, yeah, the books yeah and that's like a really exciting moment which we'll get to so yeah. we talk Marsha's Marsha kind of I think really won the episode right in terms of 
come, you know, great hands. She's made six, 63 mil selling the, the townhouse to Connor, <laughs> which was just incredible. No, no sort of like, oh, so many memories. No, like, this she, is a really important. Yeah, she, she checked out months ago. Back on the hand. Like, yeah. The other thing is, it's just like, yeah, just get cash that check and go. And I love that because, yeah, Connor doesn't need a house that size, but he's so focused on the optics of having his father's estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And also for his kids to not have it. Um, yeah. So I love that. Marsha's on her way out. Let, who yeah. else had a good episode? Ken, obviously, is now the successor. I mean, the interim I've got to say, uh, Kerry's brief scene was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen, we saw, we saw two, uh, we've, we've, we've seen two scenes with Kerry, like one last episode and one this episode, both wildly different, uh, portrayals of grief. I thought it was great. Um, the fact that she, so there's, there's no doubt now that they were fucking, you know, because I've always been a bit kind yeah. of like, oh, it's a little bit ambiguous. Me too. She wanted to Me get too. into the bedroom to get her pills, <laughs> which was just like. So they were going to get, they were talking about getting married. So was that what she was whispering to to Roman? Yeah, I had subtitles so, on. Ah, what what did she say? I didn't I didn't have the so she they were said, talking about. We were talking married. about we were talking about marriage. Blimey, we were talking about marriage. I just have oh. some things upstairs. I felt he quite left me some things. Yeah, I I did as well because she is in a very similar position to Tom. Like when you're not when you're not useful and you're not blood. The everyone else turns on you. It's sort of like antibodies around a virus, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they yeah, just sort yeah, of turn 100%. on you and, and eat you up. Yeah. So she, you know, and, 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 you know, she won't have any enough usefulness to the company that she can have a job. You know, she's there with Logan first and the company sort of as a sort of side yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that. So really hard for her. I don't know what she'll do. I d- also got the impression that she's probably very well looked after, but I don't think she has a lot, which is probably why she wants the jewellery, even well, just a hawk. Yeah, well, Marsha just saying, uh, you go back to your little apartment. Well, I thought the thing that was such a burn was they're getting her a taxi to the subway so that she can get the train to her little apartment, which is like, like just, just go another five minutes down the road, but it's it's so petty. You know, yeah. she's Marsha's just made 63 million on a and, house sale. I mean just 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 on the house sale that's just not, in one day yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah Willa and Willa's mum I love Willa's mum um yeah she's like a she's, she's camp icon she's fucking great loved her just being like yeah this is quite nice <laughs> it's like legendary like park avenue there are uh townhouse. I, lo- I mean one thing that I love about the whole of succession is that doesn't matter how big your part in succession is the writing has as mm. much care in it there are no there's no filler there's you know yeah. willa is very in it for very little kerry's in it for very little marsh is in it for pretty you know not much either some absolute fucking dynamite lines willa's line about all oh, the honeymoon states where, the, where it turns out they're just about to go on like to wisconsin and like all so, these yeah. that clearly campaigning I mean, why is he still campaigning? I mean, he's Connor's just jumped on this as like an opportunity to kind of like for the sympathy vote to try and try yeah. and hold on to that one percent. Yeah, he he didn't spend the hundred million, as far as we know, because um, yeah, because because yeah, yeah. he got the he got the daft wedding, and now yeah. he's like taking Willa to all these like miserable. Apologies to anyone from Wisconsin. All these kind of like miserable kind of states. And she was just Listen, like, oh, the honeymoon, even. Spent. 
even our friends in Wisconsin would say that's not where you go for your honeymoon when you've got that kind of money. Correct. Correct. But is he he's had to borrow sixty million to buy the house? Presumably. No, no I don't know. He was he was he, well a couple of episodes ago he was he was he was toying with the idea of dropping a hundred mil. Yeah. On like so he's, he's well, he was going to need to borrow that, wasn't he? Because he was trying to get it from loans. Yeah, but but, but now he knows that he's he's inherited. A mm. pile. Mm. So I guess he's just like, well, I'm just going to spend it on this. Um, the episode is also called Honeymoon States. Oh, yes. I checked. I, I think I got an episode title wrong a couple of weeks ago. So I, I don't know. Well, it's well. not for me to say. No, to just say. Leave, it to the, leave it to the viewers. Leave it, leave it um, the so, uh, yeah, but I just love that even Will is going into the main, like, parlour, which is probably the size of, like, you know, my entire building that I live in. And she goes... Yeah, I just want to like open this up a bit. Just want to make it a bit bigger. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Already kind of like knocking. Is the- and it's so clever because obviously for uh, Justine Lupe, who plays her, you know, it's like Willa doesn't care what's in the safe. Willa doesn't care that Shiv's pregnant. Willa doesn't care. Willa's just like thinking about Willa. She's got Having this a lovely time. Yeah. Just what's my universe? What's my immediate objective? And it's, yeah. well... Hey, I don't like this terrazzo tiling, which is probably yeah. f- like probably like five hundred years old. It's probably like it's been shipped over from ancient Rome. Um, Willa would Willa would so have one of those like like a custom neon sign. Absolutely, like Tracy Emin, but it would say wine o'clock. Yeah, or it yeah. would say like, yeah. Do you even gin, bro? <laughs> Do you even gin? No, uh, like, I love the. the, the was it Marsha said to her, she was like, look how far you've come. And, um, and Willa just to her and went, for both of us. Yeah. It's just, I know, it's I know, great. I know. The women who marry into the Roys. It's, yeah. But it's just, it, yeah, Marsha wouldn't go to that wedding, wouldn't really, you know, um, be there in the family in any way, but she will be there for the, the sort of big, big meeting. Yeah. Um, where should we go? Let's talk oh, about where do we where do we go? Um, so Ke- Kendall gets made uh, CEO, interim CEO. Yeah, uh, Logan's written it on a piece of paper, and well, yeah, a, so the paper. So okay, is it crossed big, out or underlined? Well, <laughs> do you see the screen? Sh- he's looking at it on his phone. On his near phone the end of the on the bog, yeah, yeah. Kendall is underlined, and the line begins to cross out. Logan and Roy, because obviously Kendall's middle name is Logan, um, which I didn't know until this episode. But yeah, I think it was underlined. Okay, interesting. Do you think? I listen, well, I listened to the official podcast, um, and they thought, and Lucy Preble thought it was crossed out. Who wrote it? But that's a bit. The, there's no definitive answer because uh, I think the podcast host uh, said that they thought it was underlined as well. I'd, I mean, it, but it doesn't matter. It genuinely doesn't no. matter. Because I'll tell you something, uh, Chris Mandel, it sure as fucking shit didn't say Shiv. Which was, the, which was the absolute line of the episode. It was fucking the, brilliant. The interesting thing is that Logan didn't really clarify a lot. You know, there was no... There's no date like, on it no date and he's not stupid and part of me thinks you can read it as he really was in terminal decline if he a can't draw a straight line or b doesn't have the sense to sort of uh figure out a way for people to navigate all this potential chaos he's not as sharp as he was if he's just 
you know, yeah. the other thing is, is I think it's just the, the, the a permanent um, thing to hang over Ken's head. Did he try, did he want me underlined? Am I special? Or did he want me snuffed out? And he'll never know. Yeah. And I mean, it's a brilliant, brilliant piece of plot. Very good. Fantastic. Greg was mentioned in there as well. Now, yeah. I don't really understand why. So <laughs> Greg was mentioned there. Uh, there a few things. We didn't really get much detail. We know that Colin got a watch. Um, and he's got jeans. And he's got jeans, doesn't know what to do with his hands. And a kid. Colin has and a, a kid. kid. I think um, we knew he had a kid because didn't he bring that up in the diner? Yeah, Kendall didn't know, though. Yes, but that's he right. Was yeah, the, the, he was the bit that I forgot to mention in episode three. One of the saddest moments was Colin stood by the car at the airport <laughs> with no one to get into his car. No and he just looked, he looked absolutely fucking broken. It was one just of Just a... A great example of how much you can do without dialogue, because yeah. we all knew that, that man's world had sort of ended. Yeah. But as Roman said in this episode, he looks like a dog without an owner. It did. <laughs> but oh. it, I thought it looked a bit like you know when you see like your teacher in like Tesco's. Yeah. You're like, what are you? Why are you wearing jeans? Yeah, exactly. Who told you exactly. about jeans? With a cre- <laughs> they were they were like there was they, were, they had a hem on them. There was a crease. Yeah, they had been ironed. Um, yeah. So Colin got a watch. Uh, we didn't really hear bits and pieces about other but what we heard about about greg was that uh uh hold on a second i wrote it down fucking hell hold on a sec sorry 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 uh that's it it said it said greg is on the sheet in addendum as a miscellaneous matter in pencil with a question mark that was how uh, that was how frank just like outlined it. it's like you're on a piece of paper but there couldn't be there's just like greg question mark question mark um which greg took brilliantly to assume that that meant he was kendall's gonna be the de- like yeah or like the deputy now i'm gonna just repeat what i said earlier in this episode that is a a way to punch down at Greg, which we love. Yeah. Also says to me, Logan's worried about him, which I think inherits something when his granddad dies. There's yeah. got to be something. There's a reason Logan lets Greg come in and out of this townhouse and generally yeah. stick his beak in. Yeah. It has to be yeah. Logan smart enough to keep him sweet. Well, there has to be a reason for Greg. Yeah. You know that, that, that because otherwise, you know, comedy. F- as we, you know, we've mentioned they had a bit of a weird episode, or what, what to do. The, the Greg question was was something we discussed last episode, and it was like, without this, without there being some conclusion to Greg's involvement in the family, it makes no sense whatsoever. Because Logan is so obtuse to people mm. far closer to him, yeah, um, both biologically and emotionally, it makes no sense. He would just not even entertain the notion yeah. of Greg. I've, you know? I'm calling it. Unc- Grant, Ewan is going to die this season. Right, and okay. it's going to flip the board. Greg is going to inherit Greg. something. Greg is going to just... There's something about this that is... Yeah, you can read it as just being purely funny, but there's a, 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 a history on this show of inconsequential things biting people in the arse because yeah. the cruise ship scandal was a punchline for a while. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, like people get like molested on the cruise ships. And then it became the thing that could sink the entire thing. company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm just keeping an eye on that. Okay. So um, I don't know if he... I mean, I don't know much about... But I don't think you can't inherit a board seat. Well, it might not be the board you? seat, but I just... Well, yeah, but, that, so what I'm saying is, but maybe he didn't give away his fortune after all. 
Maybe, maybe, if, maybe, maybe Greg all of a sudden has his own pile, and in which case, you know, becomes really important to Kendall, Roman, and Shiv, especially with uh, Pierce and blah 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 blah. I don't know, mm. but I think you're absolutely right. There, there must be more. There must, to quote Alan Partridge badly, there's got to be more to Greg Dundis. Dundis. <laughs> Well, it reminds me of Tom last season. It was all like, oh, he's going to get arrested and he's going to become like a prison wife. And he oh, read prison everyone. Wine, prison wine, yeah, I remember it, yeah. Well, I said prison wife. Oh. In that he was going to be like someone's bitch. But you're yeah. right, he was also talking about toilet wine, I think. Toilet. But I, that, that came out and it was like, oh no, he's been ahead of everyone. He's been gathering like his resources and he knows which side is going to win and it's not going to be the kids. So yeah. I think Greg is is doing something. I'm, I, I just okay. don't think they'd have him around. He certainly, um, certainly had a bit of a mean streak. He, you know, he was the one that was, he was he was trying to get on, he was basically kiss-assing everyone. It was him that was like hollering at Kerry. It was like, um, oh my God, God, that's so distasteful. And then it was, you know, it was him in yeah, the background. Yeah, he, he was, did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my God, this is just, oh, oh my, it was just like really kind of like, kicking kicking he's it while like, she was dead. Yeah, he's like a bit of a town gossip, isn't he? Like yeah. he's like one of the old old birds on Corrie, just sort and of then, like and stirring then a bit of the eight, pot. And then there was some ADR when when Connor and, and Kendall walked out. He was like, Long live the king. And oh my the god, other I king. loved that. I loved that. Yeah. When he yeah. So so let's talk about the, the kids. So they at one point like can't really decide how they go forward. Kendall kind of wants to be CEO by himself. Shiv yeah. wants them all to do it. Roman eventually concedes and says that Kendall and Roman should do it together because Roman's the one that Matheson likes. Yeah. And Roman was the one that, and it came out in this episode, last spoke to their dad 48 hours ago when he asked him in the karaoke, after the karaoke meeting, he said, come yeah, on board. Yeah. So Kendall and Roman decide that they can, even if it's just an interim thing, they just can get like the seal through. Six months, eight months. You know, it was, yeah. Yeah. And Shiv is shivved. She's absolutely, again, again. It, it's it's pretty brutal to females, isn't it, this 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 family? I think... They are right, though, that she doesn't have any business experience. You know, she's been a political advisor. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think Kendall, I think, Stop Jonesing, you've, you've got a hard on over a piece of paper, was absolutely bang on. He was so blindsided by it, but mm. immediately completely flattered. Like that was everything in his mind had been wiped out. He was like, "Oh my god, we're back to season one, episode one here, where I'm going to be." Yeah. Where yeah. he's like, "Right, everything had just circled back to that," and he was just focused on that. And I think as soon as Shiv said it should be all three of them, he knew that it wasn't going to be just him because he couldn't because a there was no way that both of them would allow that, but also he knew that Shiv. He's right. Yeah, you know, Shiv would just. It just looks, he was, it looked messy. He said that it needs yeah. to be clean. What was he, what did he say? The same old message, but with vibe, with new vibe. With, with a vibe, vibe new ba- banner. Vibe new banner. Um, vibe new banner, yeah. Love that. And it's, it's true though. You can't, you can't, three of you can't steer the car. <laughs> it's no. It's not going to work. And, but, but the second he mentioned to, to, there was, it was unsaid about, about Roman coming on board. It was just like Roman kind of like got the cue, got the visual cue. There was like a little moment. He was like, right, shiv, you fucked. And she was just fuming. She was and, fuming. And like humiliated, yeah. you know, which we've seen before. I think, again, it's like the Tom question comes back to me, which is like, why do you want to do a job you can't do? It's honestly like me waking up one day and being like, I'm going to 
uh, go and work at Cadbury's. I'm going to run Cadbury's. I like yeah. Cadbury's. Yeah. I like chocolate. Don't know how it works. I have loads of bold new ideas. And yeah. one of the things that sort of, I think, secured Ken and Roman was that they were like, it kind of needs to be the same, but with a vibey new banner. Like, yeah, it needs to be stabilising. This, yeah. this is a transition period. We need to get this deal done. We need to get our coin yeah. This is not the time for us to go, what if we just pivot to like TikTok or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I just, yeah, it's just so interesting that they only want it because they think if they don't all run the company, it's like all or nothing because either their dad loves all of them equally or he loves none of them. Yeah. I think it sort of preys on their insecurities that it's like, wait, that means Ken and Roman are better than Shiv. Yeah. Um, well, it looks like special pleadings is how they put it. And we also had, I mean, we still haven't seen him yet, but Matheson was mentioned in a call with his, like, associate. Yeah, so, so this was this was really interesting. I think really gives a sense of where they're heading with the whole yeah. business thing. Matheson knows that they are absolutely fucked. Like, completely fucked now. <clears throat> the fact that, so, they didn't return the call to him. <clears throat> excuse me they didn't return the call to him because they were still kind of like oh, don't, we don't know what to say they then called him back and he was kind of like too late you've had your fucking moment i called you uh oscar was a uh, was on the line even though matheson yeah. was just sat next to him and um, you can hear him and he, just them talking to each other in danish or whatever it is yeah the language they speak um and obviously like in that brilliant way the succession people do when they talk business everything's fine everything's fine everyone's best mates everyone's kind of like nothing's vindictive everything's just for the for the deal everything's going ahead everything's fine uh but you can come over here to amsterdam or to italy and uh over the next 24 hours and sort this out and they're kind of like what would you know our dad just died right it's like yeah. yeah really sorry about that that's really bad what's the way the line is amazing he goes <laughs> yeah we really feel for you Bad one. <laughs> bad one. Yeah. And like Roman's like, bad one. Yeah. Bad one. Um, so they're going to they, go and I think they're going to get fucked, basically. Yeah. He's going to turn around to them and say, look at that share price. I ain't buying it for that much money. Or, yeah. So I think, I think, yeah, my theory is that they think they have to commit to the deal and they do a shit deal and they don't really make that much money. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Which kind of continues my theory that, like, they're going to drive the company into the ground. Okay. You still on that um, one? Yeah. I think yeah. they're just... Yeah. The empire, it, it's, you know... I think he'll come back to them with an offer. Like, say, look, this is where you are. You're fucked. But this is what I want you to do. If you want this, then you've got to do this. Because him not buying the company for what he said he would means there's no way they can buy Pierce. Mm. There's no way they can split ATN out. Uh, so all of the, everything is off now, off the table. There's got to be a whole new deal structured. So it's going to be really interesting. But Matheson's yeah. still in, you know, what, what, what Logan said to, what Logan and, and, and Roman said to him back at the, back in, in Tuscany still stands. Is this like, he's got no content. You know, yeah. he's got this, got yeah, the, yeah, yeah. is the cool, is the cool, he's got a great Snapchat filter. Uh, he may have invented Wordle. But he's not got he's not got he's not got the content. Um, it's so interesting. The deal does need to happen for everyone, but also Matheson is such a manic presence because when you're that rich, he, he he's not really as concerned about legacy in the way that an old dinosaur like Logan no. was. And well, it's like that's why they were scared of phoning him back because they didn't want to seem emotional because yeah. he would have they were like he'd have tweeted it and 
and he's um he's new money which is is sort of like there's just a really interesting thing with these like crypto sort of startup bros where they're like they've made enough money that the, they're always going to be able to make more money because yeah. there's now compared to like 30 years ago there is a business in how to make more money you know like investing and, yeah. and like all the dog coin and stuff it's just it's just beyond everyone's comprehension of this like yeah, very yeah, yeah. old school model of wealth which is yeah. like it's got to be in things it's got to stand for something um and yeah so they're going to go over and, and have it out i guess um which will probably come in the next two episodes if it's 48 hours time um yeah but when's the f- is the funeral going to be the last episode? Are they going to... Is one of them going to have to not go to the funeral because they've got to get a deal done, which would kind of like be quite interesting because it would be kind of yeah. like, well, they've become their father. You know, he was refusing to go to Connor's wedding. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't I know if we'll, I don't know if if we'll um, see the funeral. I don't know if we will or not. I almost feel like it would be really hard to make an episode about it because so, like, yeah. it would... It would I mean, I, I, they may well do it, but I feel like having I feel an episode... Like already, I feel like this episode was that, that kind of wake discussion. Yeah. Everyone yeah. sitting eating fish tacos, you know, that, are you sick? I just think a funeral... Yeah. What I thought was interesting about this episode was, like, um, Connor sort of had this line where he was like, they're rewriting history. Because all the political elite were having one conversation about Logan sculpting the world out of clay. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they were reading the papers going like, Shiv's like, I'd like to have met this dad. He sounds nice. I didn't recognize him. And so I guess a lot of the legacy stuff and the narrative, like who was he? Like what's the impact has been getting done. So I'm not sure how a funeral would work. It may well happen. Yeah. It's sort of maybe something they can't pass up, but it also feels quite hard to, I mean, it would have to involve Logan's body. So I feel like, are they going to have, I don't think they do an open casket kind of thing. Brian they Cox. Nah. It just, yeah, I don't know. We'll it doesn't, see. It doesn't anyway. really feel like, I think even on a day-to-day thing, it feels like, it feels like it's kind of done now. I think, you know, mm. long live the, the king is dead, long live the king is, is, is actually true. I think this will all become about business now. Um, yeah. But yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. I just, I think that, I just think it is such an interesting thing to have happened last week because it's thrown the whole show. Like, what is the show? Yeah. What's and, it about? Had you got you any, know. did you get any teasers? Do you, I, th- I think when we spoke, you knew that there was like a twist in early on. And oh, have you heard anything on the grapevine or read anything about no, whether I, we can expect any more I, big when revelations? The review, when the reviews came out, they were f- four people had seen four episodes. And a lot of the reviews said the first two were good, but the third and fourth were like some of the best. Right, okay. And I actually heard, I can't remember if we talked about this last week, I don't think we did, but that when critics got sent the episodes, they came with a note from Jesse Armstrong, specifically saying, please don't write about episode three, even if you say, not going to say anything, but episode three changes everything. And apparently he said, like, roughly quoting, even a cutesy, not going to reveal what happens, but kind of thing is yeah. we really need it to not happen. And, and we need it to not be in there. And I sort of think it's interesting because I think it's a bit high wire, but I think they have needed three and four to show people that got an early look at the season that it's not just the same plate, splin- plate, plate spinning yeah. 
that, uh, you know, the first two episodes are great, but it's business as usual. So I don't yeah. really know. I just know that they, they do, Alan Menken, the um, the far right candidate is in, uh, Matheson. I just, I just don't really know what's to come at all. No, but, no I don't um, either. I don't. Um, and then it, we, so the, the, Kendall and, Kendall and Roman then get almost, it felt like a bit of a, you get to come into the inner, inner, inner sanctum where they went into Logan's personal a study, personal study, which it didn't feel like, I don't think they'd ever been in there before. It didn't, I've never didn't, seen it. Certainly didn't feel like it. And it was actually, and what I loved about this moment was it, it reminded them that actually a human being has died. And again, that death is very sudden. His jacket was still on the back of the chair. Mm. There was still an unfinished Sudoku game. Yeah. And they're, they're like, just, did you know he did them? And they're like, yeah. and Ken says, yeah, but you can tell he didn't. Yeah, he had that. no idea. So much about him. They didn't know. And then, who I'm, I, th- I think's going to be a bit of an MVP over the next few episodes. Carolina um, mm. is like, she's come out of nowhere, really. Well, like she this was season, in, yeah, she's, she, she, she was, was there, but she's been, all of a sudden she's like very kind of like, this is what's happening, blah, blah, blah. Doof, doof, doof. She, yeah. she kind of like led the kind of response to while they're on the plane in episode three. And here yeah. we see her and Hugo like doing and i've seen this happen so many times in like in irl where where prs have got to suggest a bad idea and it's just so it was so pitch perfect done so they were suggesting that a way of cementing kendall and roman's position was to start shitting on the reputation of logan is that right he was and to imply that they were more they have been more involved than they are yes yeah. So, so it's, it's like, like you know, it's the mad, the, the hey, I actually, yeah. I actually made that deal happen, or we have been the ones that made the Gojo thing happen, rather yeah. than we have been representing our father and his business interests for a considerable amount of time. That could also uh, quite dangerously into, like, our dad didn't know what he was doing, and I think they could yeah. see like it, it's just at the beginning they see this as a very uh, as a betrayal. Yeah, they've got into the job and they're like gonna, you know, fuck their dad's reputation, which is all he ever wanted was a reputation. Yeah, he wanted to be known for something, and so I think they sort of see like tearing down the statue might make it easier to put one of theirs up, but it does, it does set a really strange precedent. So yeah. they're sort of quite rubbish. They sort and they, rubbish they're the in, idea, and they're they're publicly. they're very, they have a degree of solidarity about that for about. 10 seconds and then Kendall obviously that's when we see Kendall like sitting on sitting in the bathroom staring at the screen grab of the zoomed in zoomed in is it a line or is it you know and something clicks in his head and he's just like fuck it I'm gonna go for it and goes this is what he would do yeah this is what dad would do uses his ace card against Hugo and and it's Hugo. off the books. Like, Carolina's not even going to know. Yeah. Stuff's so, going to leak. So it's, it's like be... it's like being seeded. Like, it'll have been sent to, like, the New York Post or to Vice or to BuzzFeed. We'll, like, start yeah. start just dropping these... these oh, and it's I've one of those such... things where it's very often um, you get one source, but they're listed as a source close to the family said X, and then yeah. later on it's someone who didn't want to be named said why and it's often yeah. the same person and it's always the same person and yeah. the other trick is yeah publicly admonishing the thing that you 
you sort of did. So let's say yeah. a story comes out, they put a, they put a response out going, this is fake news, this is factually inaccurate, but of course yeah. they would have instigated it. And so he he's beginning to, I, I think you can see it as him thinking like a killer, yeah. him thinking like his father, and him also thinking that, you know, his his dad's dead. He's not going to come after you for this. Yeah. And actually, yeah. he might respect you for it, but also he won't because he's dead. He doesn't yeah. exist anymore. And yeah, I think yeah, yeah. it's quite, you can see with Kendall a kind of liberation and you can see him not maybe being a killer because Logan said to him in season two, you're not a killer, son. But yeah. certainly figuring out that he doesn't have to be the sort of beaten and submit, submissive. He can stretch kind it, of, yeah, he can, he's, he's free. He can, he's free to, 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 to kind of flex his own muscle. A little and bit, I think he'll it? turn on his brother. Once the deal's done. I think, they're, well, they're all going to turn on each other, I think. I think at some point. At some point, the news about Roman kind of, uh, who was about to do the dirty on those two is going to come out, I think, maybe in the next yeah. episode. I think Shiv's two. the one where I feel like isn't a threat to anyone, frankly. But if she's back with Tom, if she's got the Logan, the Logan's grandson in her belly, yeah. I don't know. I yeah, think yeah. there's something. Well, that's maybe you've been watching... Maybe well, we've been watching too much Tom, Game of Thrones. That solidifies Tom's standing, not not necessarily her, Shiv's. Her big, I mean, she had an, they had another heartbreaking conversation in this episode, but her big holdback is that she doesn't see the power of unity with her husband. It's too hard. Yeah. It's too hard to do that. And I just, I think the big growth for her could be, you have a strong ally here and all you need to do is love him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I agree. Just get, just suck it up. You guys, they could, they could be quite a powerful team. Mm. Um, definitely right we're going to head off for a break now but excitingly when we return two becomes three we are delighted to say that joining the sound of succession for this episode for the rest of this episode is none other than Kerry herself Zoe Winters you are not going to want to miss this Huge. my god a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Zoe, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yes. It's nice to see you with a smile on your face because <laughs> last time we saw you, you were scrabbling around putting pills back in the pocket, back in, your, back in your bag before getting a taxi to the subway to take you back to your little apartment. I know. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I know I do get, I do get sometimes notes from people that just say, are you okay? <laughs> Zoe, do you do you get recognized since season three came out because your hair is so distinct i know you, my how hair. has it been since season four yeah my hair i definitely look like i do on the show so i so i uh i i i do i do sometimes i um i i recently um i was telling you about the construction that that's outside on my yeah. um street and and the other day there was uh this sa- sounded like someone had just opened uh just un 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 unreleased a, f- a fire hydrant and had just pointed it at my bedroom window so it's like a thousand <laughs> aliens screaming into my bedroom window and i oh my god i thought oh my what is that and so and so i went downstairs and uh, there were people from National Grid working on the street, and I said, "Hey guys, what? What did did you guys hear that? What was that?" And they said, "Oh yeah, no, no, we just we're just releasing pressure from the ground." And I was like, "Oh okay." And then they were like, "Zoe," and I was like, <laughs> 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 well, "One of the things we were talking about was like." It- everybody regardless of their kind of, i guess hierarchy in terms of in terms of parts on on certainly in this episode in this series of succession the writing is just so beautifully crafted everybody has got some absolute doozies and kerry over the past two or three episodes has just must have just been an absolute dream to kind of like as an actor to get your teeth into Absolutely. can we go back to i don't know how bored you are of talking about your no, audition no. but the, <laughs> the 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 show reel the news reading show reel speaking as someone who worked in a newsroom for many years was so painfully <laughs> on point <laughs> it was it was hurtful to watch did you <laughs> question did you did you do a full was there was there how much was on the cutting room floor please please persuade jesse to release the whole thing as <laughs> some kind of de- i feel as if <laughs> if we were in the living in the land of the dvd that would come out as a full extra <laughs> right, yeah. right 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 was the, how did you how did you approach that because you must have spoken to some people who'd been burnt by that in the past yeah, well, I did. I, you know, I wanted to it to be Carrie's version of of an audition. I think, you know, for for her her perspective of it is that she thinks it's just a formality. She thinks she's just having to go through some necessary steps, so it seems like it's not a favor hire or a nepotism oh my grab. God. So oh I my think God. that Carrie heads into it thinking this is mine. I'm going to do this chore because I don't want anyone to think that I'm I'm being you know given anything because of of my proximity to, to him. But I, so I think she heads into it thinking, yeah, I'll get this out of the way, but, but the job is mine. So, um, and I wanted her, I knew how, how much she was going to be humiliated and how much, 
much they were going to poke fun of her throughout. So I want her to really start on a high. So I wanted to go into that, into episode two, feeling like, you know, the deal is going to go through. We've carved out ATN. I've secured a spot as a news anchor. I'm going to have a voice and, you know, the international stage as this seminal election, you know, um, comes into play. And so I just wanted to kind of build her up as much as possible so that the, the tear down would be all, would be all the worst. But but so I think she heads into it thinking that it was was hers. And as far as the uh, recording of it, yes, it was absolutely a full um, a full audition tape. There was there was one with just Carrie with a full script, and then there was actually Carrie on a panel with two other ATN hosts. You know, seeing oh. seeing how she could seeing how she played off of other people, which oh she my you know. God. <laughs> Uh, I'm going my, hot just thinking about it. <laughs> so my um, my my entryway around this audition tape, and and Becky Martin directed it, and and she is so much so much fun. She's so brilliant and so funny, and just so great to work with. So it was really just great fun to work on. And my my entryway of of working on it was I had a number of ideas, but I and I watched some TV presenters. I watched some you know. I wanted to go for this, you know, kind of, you know, they have this kind of like hysterical, you know, Fox News, you know, presentation approach. Um, but I but I wanted it to be Carrie's version of it. And I think that, you know, one thing I've spoken about is I think that women in general have this pressure to have charm. And I think that's magnified on any sort of media presence. And And I think that one thing that Carrie is not interested in, which is one of the few things I, I like about her, is that... Um, she's not interested in charm. I don't think she's interested in having charm. I think she's hugely ambitious and, and driven and, uh, and she's not a people person and she doesn't care. Uh, so I think that uh, what we're seeing here is, you know, everything as everything in the picture is telling her to have charm, her hair, her, her, her pink dress, her just, just the situation of appealing to an audience and, and so I think what we're seeing in this audition is Carrie wrestling with an idea of what charm might look like and failing at it. And I think that she's uncomfortable, but I don't think she knows how poorly she's doing. And I also think she just thinks it's something to get out of the way. And so she's she's trying and she's uncomfortable, but she's not uh, processing or digesting in a sense that she might be losing the job. Um, and one thing, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a creature of the theater. And uh, one thing I... You know, in in the seagull in in the final act, in Nina's act, she she comes back and she talks about having tried to be an actress and 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 not and failing and and the 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 pain of of acting badly and knowing that you're acting badly and and one thing she says is uh, she didn't know what to do with her hands and so I I thought a lot about I thought a lot about so there was a lot of hand stuff that that didn't make it in but a lot of like you know like picking up just something and just moving it somewhere else without any explanation <laughs> just what you're like just how your body betrays the intense anxiety you're having even if uh within your language you seem like you're on point and then your body is doing something to uh reveal the inner Terror. There was a bit of there was a bit of foreshadowing there because you laughed about death then as well. And then then we saw right. like an absolute laugh. About yeah, death. that's that's something that we played with too. This idea of not knowing what you're reading and so mm. you know smiling and then having the sudden awareness <laughs> of what you just said and and kind of trying to then immediately falsely go into a, a serious tone about 
you know, that you've just smiled about some atrocious event. Zoe, could you tell us a bit? Uh, so, so um, sh- you came into the show sort of in season two, I think it was episode seven. Yeah. Could you tell us a bit more about like, the work you did to fill in the character and like, can you tell us a bit more about like what your, what the story is and, and was she always going to be like, did she always want to be in politics? Did she always want to be a newsreader? Can you tell us about like where you filled in the blanks and how you developed the character off the page? Yeah, I think that, um, I, I mean, I do a lot of, I do a lot of character building just on my own, just because I'm a bit obsessive and also because uh, I enjoy I enjoyed developing the world of someone, but, um, my, it, when I auditioned for this for season two, what struck me the most was that she was joining this company in the height of a sexual misconduct scandal and that Mm. they were heading into these congressional hearings around the Waystar cruise scandals. And I thought who joins, first of all, who joins this company at all? (laughs) And second of all, who joins the company at this state? And so I thought right from the outset that she had uh, terrifying politics. I thought that this is someone who uh, is, uh, yeah, leaning in in an alt-right terrifying direction. And so that mm-hmm. was one insight that I had. And then I also thought, um, you know, if I, uh, being an assistant, um, if I were, if I were to be an assistant, I think that the way I would approach it would be to do my job and then and then get out of there and, and not really try to intersect with any of the goings on. And I and I thought, well, what if we saw a different kind of assistant where somebody is interjecting themselves into the conversation or into the room where they aren't wanted or needed? And so I chose in the audition. I just had a short scene with um, Shiv around telling her something. And I did it in a way where I had a point of view and where I let her know that I was team Logan and, and -hmm. that's who I was aligned with. And so just kind of these little moments of like inserting yourself where, uh, where one shouldn't maybe, or where they think one shouldn't. So, um, that's kind of how I came into season two. And, and so I kind of started building the world, uh, around that, around um, mm. those two things, and and thinking about where she came from, and yeah, I have, yeah, I said I, I told some some interviewer that um, that I had, you know, I, I do have this monstrous um, word document on you know Carrie and Carrie's backstory, and it's like truly like five hundred pages, and I and in season three, I think it was like four hundred pages, and. And I was telling another castmate and they're like, really? Like, you don't even have any lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she has such a presence, though. In a, in a, a sweet, in a sweet, playful, jesting way. Everyone yeah. on this show couldn't be, couldn't be kinder, truly. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but uh, I thought that, um, I thought that, yeah, I wanted to build a world. And I, you know, the way that it's, there's so many cameras, they're picking up everyone's reaction. You have to be alive in these rooms. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like being in a play. Um, you're always being watched. You're always, and it's not just about being a good scene partner and being alive when someone else uh, is is having the attention of of the room. It's about that the way that they shoot this this show is there. It's so much about reaction. It's so duplicitous, mm. and who's shooting a glance at someone else, and 
who who are your allies and who are your enemies and what are your moments of betrayal and what are your moments of loyalty? And they're catching all of that. And so I wanted to make sure that even if I didn't have a lot of text, that she was fully alive so that when the camera landed on her and in moments like that, that she was in that room and that she was had a history and that she had a shared history with people at times and that she was a was a full person because uh, that that reads that is that is immediately yeah. uh, tangible whether whether it's conscious or not whether someone um, has a history or not. Mm. Who needs full? 10 page monologues when you've got it's not a fucking shake shack greg (laughs) (laughs) i i couldn't be more pleased with with the way this role has evolved and uh and i was so pleased when i when i didn't have as much text on the page just to be a part of this incredible piece of work i mean it's it's it couldn't it couldn't be a better job it just it just simply couldn't now, we don't know whether we've just witnessed Carrie's last moments on Succession. Right. We won't do the discourtesy of trying to get it because uh, HBO's laser sights are firmly on the back of my head. Trained all, on us. As they always are. Mm-hmm. What I will ask you, though, is what was, the, what was the most fun to film? Because how you managed to keep a straight face with that, there, there must be tons of corpsing of, like, Greg <laughs> right. trying to, Greg trying right. to sack you from being a newsreader and you just, like, right. not letting him off the hook. What was your, right. your favourite bit, bit to film? Gosh, they're all so, they're all so incredible. Um, I mean, this, this is not, I mean, I've had such great lines, so I feel bad because this isn't one of my favorite lines, but I will say a line that I spent a lot of time with was in season, in season three, I had a line that's, it's when the FBI comes downstairs and I had a line that's, what do they do at the front desk? And I spent like three hours on that line. I was like, what do they do at the front desk? Is it like, is it like, what are they, su- like, what are they supposed to do at the front mm. desk? Or is it like the FBI has already broken in? So it's like, what do they do at the front desk? Like, what are they even doing down there? Like, what is, and, or is, or, or, or is it, I spent hours and hours on this line of like, what do they do at the front? Like trying to figure out the meaning of like, what does she mean when she says, is she saying, cause it didn't have, I don't think it had a question mark. I think it was, what do they right, do at the front okay. desk period? So, so I really spent a lot of time with that. And then it aired and, and it, the camera was on someone else and softly in the background, you just heard, what do they do on the front desk? And I thought, no, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to spend a little too much time on that line. (laughs) But so many, I mean, it's just, and they also, there's so many amazing, you know, what's incredible about this show, the writing is so, is so incredible. So there's so many darlings, obviously, that are cut. And they also have so many alt lines for everything. Mm. Like the, the string cheese line with, with Greg, there was, there was many, there was many, you know, (laughs) final versions of like, I'm fucking coming for you essentially, you know? So, so there was so many and you just, they just hand you like two pages of, you know, here's some other options. And you just see like the funniest two pages of like (laughs) 20 different lines. And you know, 19 of them are never going to make it in and maybe 20 of them if if something else happens. So, I mean, there, there is an endless wealth of talent in the writing of this show as we all know but it's 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 really impactful to see it on a page here's all the here's all the other you know brilliant things we came up with and you know try out try out one of your favorites and 
So, I, I mean, they're endless. They're endless. I mean, that string cheese line is great. <laughs> I like in this, I like in this last episode, I'm not going to remember it exactly, but, but Carrie comes in and she's talking to Marsha and she says, it's written as, I want to go dash. I have some things upstairs of mine that I need. And I always thought I want to go dash. I always thought she was going to say, I want to go to my room. But she yeah. knows she's staring yeah, at someone. Yeah. She can't say that. So it's, I want to go dash. I have some things Amazing. upstairs of mine. Yeah. And do you just quickly, do you believe Carrie when she says that she thought they were going to get married? Is that something that is, is that something that's come out of the hysteria of the moment? Or is that something that, she, that her and Logan talked about? I, I think absolutely she had, she had, um, they had conversations about making a more formal agreement and, mm, and, mm. and, and legalizing things in a way that she could have security and, and, uh, be protected. I absolutely, yeah, I don't think, I think she is so undone that I don't think a lie could come out of her at that point. I think yeah. she is like scrabbling for, to salvage any any part of her life that she knows is is quickly slipping away as this force field develops yeah. around her. I think that, uh, yeah, no, I think that that's, I think that that's real. I think that's why she's trying to get upstairs along with, you know, jewelry or, or um, mementos that he's given throughout their courtship. And mm. I think that, um, yeah, I think that she, I think she does, she does believe that. I think that's what's so painful about this scene for me is that in this circumstance, you know, we talked a lot about, uh, we didn't talk a lot about it, but it was mentioned around Marion Davies and, and Hearst and, and Marion Davies fall out of, of, of that yeah. death. And, but something that she had written to, to Charlie Chaplin's wife was in a letter was, um, like asking like what what does this relationship give to her and something she had said was um i'm going to paraphrase this but something along the lines of like feeling feeling a sense of worth and i think mm. what 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 we're seeing in this moment is carrie has come back trying to salvage some sense of worth what is my worth what is my value to him uh has he left something for me I, surely he must have have left something for me surely i must be of value i think that she's coming from uh, an insecurity and a brokenness within her own life where she doesn't have that for herself. So suddenly she's, she's gotten it from this very powerful person. And so she's come back, um, trying to render some sense of value, some sense of worth. And, um, and what's so painful about this scene, I mean, there's many painful things, but that she doesn't get to publicly grieve. I think that mm -hmm. what this day is about is people communing. I mean, there's obviously other things going on, people are trying to figure out where they land and trying to align themselves. And But the face of what this public gathering is about, I think, is about uh, coming together to sit with uh, the absence of a, of a titan that has just passed and, and commune around that. And she doesn't get to do that. She doesn't get to publicly grieve. Marsha shows yeah. up. She gets to be the face of grief. That's mm. part of their arrangement. Yeah. You know, they're not divorced. You know, she's she's been given a hefty sum of of things that she wants so that that she'll that so that she'll carry on this public display of being united with Logan. Yeah. Marsha has. And so she gets mm. to be the public display of grief, whereas Carrie not only was hidden all along in some senses of their intimacy, but now never will get to. She has to go back to her tiny apartment and and grieve yeah. alone. 
Well, whether whether that was her last moment or not, may Kerry forever be shopping in Milan. You know, I think (laughs) that would be the final. That would be the final kind of like, fuck you, Marsha. I get to shop in Milan forever. And I just Uh, wanted to get a new tote bag because that one broke (laughs) badly. Zoe, thank you so so much for bringing so much pleasure into our lives. What a fantastic show! What a dream part! And thank you so much for coming on the same. We love Carrie so much. I really appreciate it. I thank you so much for having me and for caring about, you know, her backstory and her language. I really appreciate it. It's such a, you know, it's it's so, um, it's not lost on me the rarity of getting to land in a show of this caliber of talent and with with these people, everyone on this show is just, couldn't be more fun and more spectacular to be with and, and to work with. And so I, I just love talking about it. One final thing just before you go. Yeah. Was Kendall's name underlined or crossed out? Yeah. That's, up to, I mean, that's up to you. Wow. <laughs> we disagree. <laughs> oh, the two of you disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, who I think underlined? I think underlined. Jamie thinks crossed out. Yeah. 100%. Oh wow! 100%. 100%. Oh wow! Uh, Zoe, oh, you're so good. You didn't give anything not away. Giving, not giving anything away. <laughs> Thank you, Zoe. Take Thank you. care. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Well, that's it. Season four, episode four is done. We are now into the uh, the midway point. Next week. Uh, what are you What are you thinking? They're going to fly over? They are going to fly over to see Matheson, I think, aren't they? Should we watch it? Yeah, we should, actually. We do need to focus. Big picture. Let's go get the deal. Let's bleed the Swede. Laid before you is a chessboard. And every move is crucial. They have no idea what's coming to them. I have it on good authority. There's a kill list. When it comes to money, it's a complex situation. I would like to propose an offer. You like it a little bit, don't you? Okay, that looks amazing. Okay, so episode five that we've just we've just watched the we've just watched the uh, preview that's on YouTube. Do go and watch it. Uh, So yeah, let's go meet the Swede. Uh, Bleed the Swede. Pardon? Let's go and bleed the Swede. Is that what he said? Bleed the yeah. Swede? Great. Yeah, bleed him dry. Uh, which I don't think is what happened. <laughs> and it, it, the whole cast, so again, like everyone went, Even Greg Greg's there. Goes. Greg's there. Tom's there. Jerry's there. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's going to be full on boardroom shenanigans. And there's a kill list. And there's a kill list. So that, so, so that was the Greg that said Logan. that. Yeah. That was... The- yeah. What kill list? Was that Matheson's so, kill list, do we think? I think it must be who Logan wanted to get rid of or who Matheson wants gone in order to, uh, you know, they were talking in the last episode about like Jerry would stay on, yeah. but they wouldn't need everybody um, because Gojo will have a PR department. So Hugo yeah. and Carolina probably won't both be needed. So it's probably that. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, also, it's and- great to see them all in their little like, um, gilets and their heat trappers and their little mittens and I love that. It reminded me of when they went to see um, Adrian Brody when they went for that that walk was just great. They had their kind of like outdoorsy kit on, which was yeah. just like walking boots that have never seen mud before and all of that. Like designer, walking yeah. Boots. <laughs> um, so 
he said there's complexity around the money. Either he's not got as much money as he said, or he's not willing to pay as much money. But oh, he definitely love won't it. want to pay as much because it's ta- you know the the company is just it's just fucked. Yes, decimated. Fucked. Yeah. So I Fantastic. think they're going to realise that the only deal they can get is not going to give them enough money to buy Pierce. Yeah, I think I, I think Pierce is kind of like I, I, I think Pierce is now complete. It's not going to happen. I don't think. But also, they're, they're just not interested in it happening mm. because they've gone back to thinking, oh, we they can sort of run this talked company. about it a little bit about we get ATN, Pierce, we yeah. do something new. But it still feels like you can see Logan's hand up Kendall's ass when he's doing that. It's very, yeah. when he went to Volta and said, because my dad told me to. Like, it seems like he knows that's what Logan was going to do, but he doesn't know why or how. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Lots to look Absolutely. forward to. Absolutely. Very much so. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Do get in touch. Dragoncast at... Uh, no, I can't. I'm all over the shop today. Do get in touch. Uh, Dragoncast at daftdoris.com or dragoncast underscore pod on your old Twitters. Um, we will be back tomorrow with uh, uh, Game of Thrones rewatch. It's uh, Beyond the Wall, uh, season seven, yep. episode six. Uh Oh, we haven't got any OA. That's it. It's just just that. We're down to two episodes yeah. a week. Goodness gracious me. What will we do with all that spare time? Um, thanks so much for listening. We've had loads and loads of people listening. The, the, the figures have been through the roof, uh, which we're very much grateful for. Thanks so much for uh, Zoe Winters coming on. Really, really appreciate that. Thanks to Megan and everyone at Sky uh, for, uh, for, for kind of sorting out as well. Couldn't do it We appreciate that. it. Until next time. We haven't even got a sign. We still haven't got a sign off. Let's just. I just think it's not going to happen at this point. There's not going to be a sign off until next time. Until well, literally until next time. <laughs> this is the Sound of Succession podcast with Jamie East and Chris Mandel. It's part of the Dragon Cast series where we talk about the best TV shows in the world. HBO, please don't sue us. You know what to do? Like and subscribe. Ah, fuck off. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.